This message you're about to listen to is brought to you by Victory Inheritance Ministries, the City of Hope. As you listen, may the Holy Spirit minister to you in the simplicity of the Word of God. First John chapter 4, let's turn there. Shall with your Bible? Okay, First John chapter 4, 17. The Bible says, Hearing is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Hallelujah. Can we say this together? As Jesus is in heaven, so are we on this earth. Can we go one more time? As Jesus is in heaven, so are we on earth. Let us pray. Father, we give you praise. It is not important that I may be glorified. But Jesus received glory tonight. Express yourself in your word in the name of Jesus. And let everyone be blessed and let everyone be edified. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Let's jam our hands to the glory of God and take our seat in God's presence. Hallelujah. Firstly, I want to say a big thank you to Daddy. Thank you so much, sir, for the privilege to share God's word tonight. And for Mama, thank you, Ma, for the privilege. For the pastorate and for the deacon and deaconess, I'm saying a big thank you. Hallelujah. Pray Jesus. Let's run with the word tonight. Tonight we shall be considering the topic, the ultimate sacrifice. We shall be looking at the topic tonight, the ultimate sacrifice. Tonight we want to do some exigencies to explain some vital context that we need to know about God's word. Now, there are a lot of things that religion brought to us. Hallelujah. There are a lot of things we became born again into that we are already in practice. There are a lot of belief that we came to meet in Christianity. Hallelujah. And for a lot of persons, they have not bothered to really confirm those things if they were actually true and consistent with the word of God. So tonight, we want to disbox some religious lies that we've grown up with for a lot of years that almost look like true today. Pray Jesus. That's what I'm considering tonight, the ultimate sacrifice. Now, for a lot of Christians, this is the mindset. Thank you, Father. This is the mindset. That the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross got them born again. That the next thing they need to do to get to heaven is they have to work it out by their energy, by their works. Pray Jesus. So, as a result of that, there is a consciousness that came into a lot of believers. And that is a consciousness of sin. Every now and then they are beating out, fighting out to get let go of sin. Pray Jesus. And they are assuming that God is so concerned about sin. So tonight we want to share something about the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus. That death will sin once and for all. Hallelujah. Praise Master Jesus. Now let's check the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 1. Thank you Jesus. Matthew 1 21. Matthew 1 21. And the Bible says... And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. 
For he shall save his people from their sins. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Now, this is the mission statement of Jesus on the reason why he came to the earth in his first coming. Because he's coming back again. Hallelujah. So the mission statement is that he will save his people from their sin. Hallelujah. And the way Jesus will save his people from their sin is through dying. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So the mission statement of Jesus was so spread out before Jesus came. Now let's take a good look at this. Before Jesus ever came, there were a lot of prophecies from Genesis down to Malachi about the forthcoming Messiah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because we're not dealing with the issue of sin tonight. So as many who are going with the burden of sin, as many whom the devil is harassing with the consciousness of sin, tonight by the, by the time you come in the revelation of God's word, you'll be amazed that God is not really as consigned with your sin as you think he's consigned with. He was consigned at a certain time. And that is the reason why he sent Jesus Christ. Pray Jesus. God was so consigned about sin, for that reason, he sent forth Jesus Christ, and the Bible said he will save his people from their sin. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, the Bible says, Romans 3, 23. I want you to be on the screen. I don't want to quote them often. Say, for all have sinned, and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. Now, with no exception, he said, all have sinned. And all has come short of the glory of God. And the question is, at what point, when did all sin? And when did all come short of God's glory? Because if you don't understand when all fell or short, first short of God's glory, you will not understand the concept of sin. You will not understand the sacrifice of Jesus that he made for sin. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Master Jesus. So at what point did all sin? Botokobayata. Romans chapter 5, verses 12. When did all sin? When do we relate scripture to scripture tonight? So that we can begin to understand the concept of sin. I'm going to say the sacrifice that Jesus gave. Romans 5, verse 12. Say, wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, by one man, not by multitude. Hallelujah. Say, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Master Jesus. Through one man's sin, through Adam's. By the reason of the fall of Adam, sin came into the world. And the Bible said, by the reason of the fall, by the reason of the presence of sin, death came. Hallelujah. Because death was not created by God in the beginning. Hallelujah. Death was not created by God in the beginning. After God finished creation, God said, and all was good. Praise Jesus. God saw all that all were good. Hallelujah. Not until sin came, death, there was no death. And Bible said, through one man, sin entered into the world. And death by sin. So death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Hallelujah. So we can see, all sinned when Adam fell. Now, this is difficult to crack our head over. 
I wasn't there when Adam fell. Praise Jesus. Because until you understand how you became a sinner and how Jesus saved you from your sin, you will still begin to romance and think God is still angry with you on your sin. No, God is not angry with you. We're, we're getting there gradually. Hallelujah. We're going to get there gradually. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So, how did all came into Adam? Now, this is the principle of creation. Genesis chapter 1, verses 11. The principle of creation. How we all came and bear the sin of Adam. Because the Bible said, through one man, through Adam, sin entered into this world and death reigned over all men. Okay, Genesis 1, 11. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind. Pray Jesus. Now, this is the principle of creation. When God created the, the, created the world, Kaya Badaka, Sude Badaka, he didn't create the whole of humanity. Same way when he created the trees, he didn't create multiples of trees all at the same time. Hallelujah. Now, this is the principle. He put the, 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 the he put the generation of everything he created in a seed form. In a seed form. Hallelujah. So when you pick up a mango seed, and plant the mango seed on the ground, what happened? A mango tree will come up. And in that mango tree, there are other mango seeds. Hallelujah. So in the same principle that God used in creating man, God created one man, Adam, and the Bible says, out of Adam, God brought out the woman, Eve. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Eve was brought out from Adam. And God blessed them and said, multiply and replenish the earth. So the principle of creation, every seed has been in Adam from the beginning of creation. The whole of humanity, God created it with Adam in a seed form. Hallelujah. Now you begin to understand better why Jesus has to be born by a virgin. I will get there gradually now. Hallelujah. Pray Jesus. Now, immediately Adam fell in the beginning. The Bible in the book of Romans begins to tell us that all have sinned. And all have come short of God's glory. Hallelujah. All have sinned and all has come short of God's glory. And in Genesis 3 verse 15, the Bible now makes us understand, immediately Adam fell, God showed up with his love. Hallelujah. God showed up with his love and made the proposal, made the prophecy concerning the forthcoming Messiah. He said, the seed of the woman shall bruise your head and you will bruise the heel of the seed of the woman. Who is the seed of the woman? Women don't bear seed alone. Mayanda Bakasata. Women don't bear seed alone. It will take the concession of a, a man and a woman for a child to come into this world. But now God wants to bring a Messiah because why? Everyone that comes into this world through the sexual intercourse bears in the sin of Adam. Hallelujah. Everyone that comes into this world through sexual concession is a carrier of the sin nature of Adam. And that child is polluted. That one is falling short of God's glory. And God is saying, I will bring a new seed. This seed is no longer is not going to come from the man and the woman, but going to come from the woman, the seed of the woman. The seed of the woman will bruise your head, Satan, and you will bruise the heel of the seed of the woman. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, in this prophecy of the forthcoming Messiah, all of the prophets began to prophesy. 
about the forthcoming Messiah. They began to speak in different dimensions, in different aspects of the ministry of Jesus. When it got to Psalm 22, they began to talk about Jesus on how his feet were nailed, his hand were nailed. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. And it got to Isaiah's turn. Isaiah began to prophesy. He said, I'm seeing something that none have seen before. He said, I'm seeing a virgin conceived with a child. That's the first time Isaiah got old of what was said in Genesis chapter 3. The seed of the woman. See, I'm seeing a woman conceived with a child, a virgin conceived with a child, and they will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Master Jesus. The ultimate sacrifice of Jesus. The ultimate sacrifice. So, this is, I just gave this background story. So you can understand better where I want to drive at within the next few minutes I have right now. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, Romans chapter 5. Let's run now. I have established the background to establish as sin came into the world. Now, let's see how God dealt with sin. Because there's so much Romans 5, sorry, Romans 6 verse 23. Romans 6 23. There's so much pressure on believers to meet up to God's standard. There is no way on your own work can meet up to God's standard. If you can meet up to God's standard, there will be no need for Jesus to come. Now, a lot of person think, hey, Kayaba, okay. Romans 6, 23. Say, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The wages of sin is not, I'm sorry. <laughs> the wages of sin is not being sober. The wages, the payment for sin is not when you begin to cut yourself and give yourself so much pain because you want to see how much sorry you are. That is not the payment for sin. So somebody can be so, he can fall and injure himself in trying to make God see that he's so sorry for the things he has done. But that is not the wages of sin. Why? Sin is a legal term. Sin goes beyond the act. Sin is a nature. And then they sure came into the world when Adam fell. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So it is that nature of sin that causes the act of sin. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So the wages of sin is death. In other words, man has fallen. Man has disobeyed God. Man has fallen short of God's glory. The payment for that disobedience is death. Somebody must die. Kaya badaka. Man must die. Now, get note of this. The death Jesus, God talked about in Romans 23, in Romans 6 verse 23, is not a physical death. No, it's not a physical death. If it is the physical death, there will not, there will not, there's no need for Jesus coming. There's no need. Because every man will definitely pass on from this world. Pray Jesus. Either by when we are transformed when Jesus comes, or we die and meet Jesus before the time. But every man must put on, this corruptible must be put off. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So what is that wages? What is that death is talking about? That death talk internal separation from God. Internal separation from God. That is a death. Your man will be separated from God internally. So the wages of sin is internal separation from God. Say, so, but the gift of God, the gift of God is internal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. So tonight, I want to let us know that our sins were paid for through the blood of Jesus Christ. Our sins were not paid for when we say, I'm sorry. 
You are not forgiven your sin the moment you say, Lord, I've, I've erred, so I'm sorry. That is not when you have the forgiveness of sin. Let's check Ephesians 1 verse 7 now. Ephesians 1 verse 7. The blood of Jesus settled the issue of sin once and for all. It didn't take care of it temporarily. No. No, 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 no. Because a lot of time there is this religious concept that we are still battling with our sin. God is still holding our sin against us. Go on the punish us because of our sin. But tonight you're going to see the reality that God is not angry with any man on the account of sin. God is not angry with any man. Okay. Ephesians 1 verse 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. I don't know if you see something. He said we have redemption through, the, through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. In other words, when you believe in Jesus, the salvation that you receive, God calls it the forgiveness of sin. The forgiveness of sin. The salvation we receive when Jesus died on the cross and rose again, it is the forgiveness of sin. The reason why Jesus came to the earth is to die for the sin of man. As he died, who? As he died, praise Jesus. He died over 2,000 years ago. Now, the Bible said he's coming to take away their sin. That's the sin of his people. He's coming to take it away, not to come and... Oh, not to come and do a half payment. He said he's coming to take the sin away of his people. And he died on the cross and took away the sin of man. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Now let me tell us this thing tonight. This one thing is consistent with all men that ever live on the earth. And all men that will ever live on the earth. Those in heaven, those in hell, those that will go to heaven and those that will go to hell. This one thing is consistent with man that all have sinned and all has fallen short of God's glory and all is sentenced to death and all need a savior. Hallelujah. And it's because all have sinned, that is why the savior Jesus came. Because you must understand that the death of Jesus is not a half payment for sin. No. Hey, Kayaba, it's not an equal payment for sin. No. It is an overpayment for sin. Glory to God. The death of Jesus is overpayment for sin of man. He paid it over. That's why Romans could say, he said, we are sin abound. We are sin abound. Much more grace abound. Hallelujah. Pray Jesus. Because the blood of Jesus cleans us from all unrighteousness. It was a full payment. A full payment. So through the blood of Jesus, we have forgiveness of sin. Get me to 1 John. 1 John 2 verse 1 and 2. 1 John chapter 2. Because I want you to understand. Now, you need to understand. Oh, Bayana Kata. Your sin we are not paid for because you became a Christian. No. Jesus did not die to pay for the sin of the Christian. <laughs> because a lot of things need to be set right. Jesus did not die to pay for the sin of Christians. So, Kataya, I do not think that God is angry with you because of sin. Now that you are born again. Kayabaha. Say, my little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Hallelujah. He said, this thing I write unto you. Kayabakata, brother. That you do not sin, which means sin is optional. You can... You can live your life by the ability of God when you became born again not to sin. 
Say, but, Mayanda, because why? You are still in the flesh. You will still make mistakes as you journey. You are walking towards perfection. Hallelujah. Say, but if any man sin, if any man miss, if any man, he said, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Now, get me to verse 2. Mayanda Koproto verse. Verse 2. And he is the propitiation for our sin. Not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is the propitiation. The word propitiation means sacrifice. He is the sacrifice for sin. He came to... That's what Jesus said. He said, no one take my life from me. I lay it down by myself. I laid it down by myself. Why? Because he came as a sacrifice for sin. Hallelujah. And when they die on the cross, he declared it is finished. What is finished? What is finished? Salvation is consummated in his death. Hallelujah. He absorbed the whole of the punishment of God upon himself on the cross. He absorbed it all. He absorbed it all and he said it is finished. The issue of sin has been settled once and for all. It's an ultimate sacrifice. Hallelujah. It's not a temporary sacrifice. Hallelujah. He just finished. Get me to verse 12. So he did not die for only Christians. He said, He paid for our sin and also the sin of the whole world. The sin of the whole world. For everyone that will ever come into this world, their sins have been paid for. So many people, they find it difficult when you say your sins have been paid for. Present, past, and future. They will say, No, 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 no. You are giving people the license to sin. I ask a very simple question. All the while we've been committing sin, who gave us license? Who gave us license? No, the devil is so ignorant. It deceives people a lot. He said, if you say your sins are prepared for present, past, and future, you are giving people license. Who have been giving people license to sin? Do you need license to sin? Is it a company you want to open that you need a license? Pray Jesus. Okay, verse 12. I write unto you, little children, because your sins have been forgiven you for his name's sake. Your sin is not going to be forgiven you when you say, Lord, I'm sorry. No. Your sins has been forgiven you in his namesake. So when Jesus died, he died for sin once. He paid for the issue of sin for the whole world. Hallelujah. Now why did he have to raise again? Now every man when Jesus died, they could go jubilate and say, yes, I'm free from sin at last. But there's still something bigger that sin introduced. There's something bigger than the fall of man introduced, which is the fallen nature of Adam. Praise Jesus. So when Jesus rose again, he rose again for our justification. In the book of Romans 4 verse 25, the Bible said he was delivered for our offenses. In other words, he died for our offenses. And he rose again for our justification. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. He was delivered for our offenses. And he rose again, Mayada Brakata, for our justification. In other words, this is a message that God has given to the world, Mayanda Baka, that look, your sins have been forgiven you. I'm no more angry with your sin again. Your sins have been forgiven you. Yes, your sins have been forgiven you. Kabayataka. Simple as amazed. Isaiah, Bayakataka. You are thinking we're looking at New Testament. Where's the Old Testament? Did they actually so? Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 25. Your sins have been forgiven you. God is no more angry with you on your account of sin. No. He has paid for your sin. Can I tell you this? God will be unfair to judge any man because of sin. Oh, 
That is why Jesus came. That is why Jesus died. No one will go to hell because of the account of he does this, he does that bad. Mayanda Kobaya. Is it a license to say, no, we're going to get there. But within the few minutes I have, 10 minutes, we're going to squeeze it up. Isaiah 125. He said, I, even I, I am he that blotted out thy transgression for my own sake. And I will not remember thy sins anymore. Hallelujah. This was a prophecy ahead of time. Say, I am he that blotted out your sin, your transgression, for my own sake. Kabaya. And I will not remember thy sin. I will not remember thy sin. When you read in, in, in chapter 54 of Isaiah, verses 9 and 10, God began to say through the prophet Isaiah, say, as the water of Noah is, that I have sworn never again will I be angry with man to destroy the earth on the account of sin. He says, so have I sworn I will never, never be angry with you, nor be wrought with you. Never. Never. Because why? The death of Jesus on the cross is a settlement for sin. It's settled sin. It's settled sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Oh, what did Abraham find? And what did David saw? What did Abraham find? Romans chapter 4. What did Abraham find? And what did David saw in his generation? What did Abraham? Romans 4 verse 1. What shall we say then? That Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh as found. Verse 2. For if Abraham was justified by words, he have year of to glory, but not before God. So if you think God is happy with you because you have been doing everything right, God said, the Bible said, you have a lot of things to glory with. Say, but not before God. You can glory before the brethren. Oh, I've not done this in my life before. Oh, I deserve the blessing. Oh, Payana Kata, if you can understand the greater light of Jesus. Say, not before God. You can boast before men. Say, but not before God. Now, verses 3. Say, for what said the scripture? Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Hallelujah. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. So what did Abraham find about God in his generation? Abraham found justification by faith. Justification by faith aside work. Justification by faith aside works. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Master Jesus. That is what Abraham found. Now what did David saw in his generation? Verse 6. Scroll down to verse 6 of St. Romans chapter 4. This is what, Abraham, what David saw. Payaka. Even as David also described the blessedness of the man, unto whom God imputed righteousness without works. Hallelujah. Now go to verse 7. Mayakopa. Saying, Blessed are they whose iniquity are forgiven. Mayakaba. And whose sins are covered. Whose sins are covered. Now can I tell you how David came about this? David slept with Uriah. He slept with Uriah and, sorry, the wife of Uriah and made Uriah to be killed in the world front. He made the order and Uriah died. And the prophet Nata came to David and began to talk to David. And David pronounced the judgment by himself. He said, the man that did this kind of thing in Israel must pay four times. And David paid four signs. Four times. Because the woman became pregnant. And the Bible says she gave birth. And the child began to seek. Felt sick. And David began to cry. 
began to beg God for mercy, David put on sackcloth, he put on ashes all over his body. But yet the child died. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One of the sons came and slept with the, with the sister, another of his sons, the sister of Absalom. Hallelujah. Second payment. Hallelujah. Absalom rose up and took over the kingdom from David. Because David said he would pay four times. Hallelujah. Took over the kingdom from David, and Absalom died along of it. And Bible says, a day came, David began to ponder. He began to ponder, and he saw the reality of a new generation. A generation that the Messiah will come and die in their generation. Hallelujah. He said, blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Blessed is the man. Now, impute is an accounting word. To impute means to count against. To count in the account of somebody. Not that the man stopped committing sin. There is nothing like sinless perfection as long as you are in this world. No. We only tag the obvious sins. But by the time you know the reality of what Jesus has done for you, the forgiveness of sin that Jesus offered to you once and for all, now that you are saved, your sins have been forgiven you, present, past, and future, if you can believe it as simple as it sounds, as simple as it may be, if you can believe it, that is a strong power to get hold of sin. That is the ability to get hold of sin habits. Praise Jesus. Praise Master Jesus. Second Corinthians 5 verse 19. The Bible says, To wit, God in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. God is not counting their trespasses unto them. He said, God is in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. What is that word? He has given us a message to the world. A message that works. It works anytime. When you go to the interior village, it works. Because the message is the same. God has forgiven your sin. When you believe it, you receive eternal life. Hallelujah. God has forgiven you your sin. That is the message to the sinner. The man who has not believed in Jesus, the message is God has forgiven you your sin. If the man believes it, that man will receive the life of Christ. That man is born again. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So God is not counting the sin of men against them. Why are believers, why are believers accusing each other, harassing each other with sin? Harassing each other with sin consciousness. Saying God wants to punish you for your sin. That is not true. It's not, it's not true. It's men, it's sense knowledge. No, it is not true. It is not consistent with the word of God. It is not consistent. How can he send Jesus come and die? And yet he's angry again. Hey, God is not a double standard God. No, he's not a double standard God. Bayata kabayata. Inzupakata. Our sins have been forgiven us in Christ Jesus. The father is no more angry with you. Oh, you find yourself struggling with some habits. You say, oh, but you know, my younger code, this is one thing about the believer, the man that is born again. When you are doing the wrong thing, you are not comfortable doing it. You want to get, let go of it. The man that is born again cannot be committing sin and be, will be pleasant with him. No, 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 no. Praise Jesus. Now, how do I? Struggling with any bad habit that is wrong before God. And God, because God is not counting against us. He's not imputing it on our account. But it's a desire inside of every man to do the will of the Father. Hallelujah. So when you come to understand that God 
is no more angry with you. Because the way the devil accused people and put people in addictive bondage is to keep them every now and then telling them, look, God is angry with you. God won't punish you. Now, the truth is this. Now, how long people have been hearing, have they turned away from the wrong thing? Religion is wicked. Religion is so wicked. Religion put people in bondage in disguise of freedom. How can Jesus die for your sin? And somebody is still going with the guilt of sin that God wants to punish me. What did he punish Jesus with? Somebody wants to open scripture quickly and say, ah, but when I commit sin, the Holy Spirit comes and starts telling me of the wrongdoing. Oh, the Holy Spirit starts reminding me, no, 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 no. The Holy Spirit does not convict the believer of sin. No. So what happened? When that guilt begins to come in your mind. When you've done the wrong thing, who is actually, is it the Holy Spirit? No. It's the devil. The Holy Spirit is not walking side by side with the devil to bring the will of God to the earth. No. No. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. John chapter 10 with this creature. John chapter 16. Let's see. It's not the Holy Spirit. Accusing you of wrongdoing. No, it's not the only, it's the devil. The Bible called him the accuser of the brethren. Study your scripture properly. He said he is the accuser of the brethren. Is it like accusing people of what they didn't do? No, they actually did it. The guy actually stole, and the devil came and started accusing him. You have stolen God. You have stolen God is angry with you. And God is saying, Look, this guy is an accuser of the brethren. Why will it be an accuser of the man that is born again? Because Jesus paid for our sin once and for all. Once and for all. John 16. 16. Okay. Is this 16? 16 verse 7. Shedabanakos Ephratus. Thank you, precious Jesus. Okay. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Is there speeding for you that I go? For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Verse Eight, let's go down quickly. And when he is come, he will reprove the word of sin. The word, not believers, not Christian, not Christian. So he will, now you will go, you will, but I will go further. You see what the Holy Spirit reproved the word of. Not like you have committed fornication. Oh, this thing is wrong. Not that you have stolen. This thing is wrong. No, no, no. That's not what he reproved the word of. Take it gradually. He said, he will reprove the word of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Go further, began to explain it. Don't just. And when you read the scripture, study it in context. It began to explain. Say, of sin. Because they believe not on me. Are you seeing it? Not because they have stolen. No. Not because they have lied. No. Because he has paid for their sin already. He paid for it for them. He said, because they did not believe in me. Next verse. Of righteousness, because I go to my father and yet see me no more. And verses 11. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judge. Hallelujah. So God is not bringing judgment of sin upon the man that is not born again. No, it's not time for the judgment. It's bringing the forgiveness of sin that Jesus pushes with his blood. Let's be on our feet tonight. Thank you, glorious Jesus. Jesus has paid for your sin. It's an ultimate sacrifice. It's an ultimate sacrifice. Do not hold on to your sin again. Your sins have been forgiven you. Go ahead and talk to the Lord tonight. Talk to the Lord in appreciation, not in condemnation. No. There's no more condemnation to them that in Christ Jesus. There's no more condemnation to them that in Christ Jesus. There's no more condemnation. Go ahead and say, Lord, I thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for paying for my sin once and for all. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
We hope you've been blessed by this message. To experience more, visit us on Wednesdays by 6.30 p.m. and Sundays 8.30 a.m. at Victory Inheritance Ministries, Plot 25, Block A, Kusela Road, Ikate, Elegushi Waterfront, Fort Roundabout, along Konoyo Gas Station, Lekki, Lagos, Nigeria. Or follow us on Facebook at Victory Inheritance Ministries. Or you can email us at vimministries at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.